Here it comes. It's the Music City Real Estate Show with Andrew Buckwalter. Coming to you from his roving camper studio, The Rambler, in Nashville, Tennessee. Join us as we travel about town to discover the best real estate in areas you want to know about. With expert advice, finding the best deals, and meeting Music City's hit makers and emerging artists who call Nashville their home. And now, here's Andrew. Hello, Nashville and all the other listeners out there. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 14. Today, I'll be sitting down with Safe Haven Homeless Shelter. They are a homeless shelter in the Nashville area, and you'll learn all about what they're doing, have a lot of great stuff going on. They also have an event, Hike for the Homeless, in Percy Warner Park, November the 4th. It uh, looks like, or sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be there. Would love for you to come out and support them as well. It has been a, actually, I took about a two-month break from the podcast between uh, vacation, house flooding, real estate, things just got a little too busy. And I just said that those were priority over this. So I am now jumping back in it and actually jumped back in the Rambler yesterday before I did this podcast with Safe Haven and come to find out that it had a little water leak. So I had to work on replacing some of the flooring and the roof in the the camper. Um, that was a joy to walk into, but I'll get it all straight. So anyways, hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, Nashville. I'm sitting here with Stacy and Rachel with Safe Haven. We're sitting here in front of the Safe Haven home shelter in Nashville in the Chestnut Hill area, and we are going to learn all about safe having. So I'm going to start out, just let Rachel introduce herself, and then Stacy can as well, and we'll go from there. Well, thank you so much for having us. It's wonderful to be here. My name is, uh, again, Rachel Wilkins, Director of Development for Safe Haven Family Shelter. I'm Stacy Nunley, and I do the digital communications and manage the hike for the homeless, which we'll talk about a little bit. Yeah, I was excited when I first met you because she got really excited about what I was doing. So I was like, yeah, I got to get Love in front the of the social media stuff and the marketing yeah. is great. It's yeah. so much you can do with it. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, so I guess just start out. Tell us about Safe Haven. Tell us, um, you know, um, how it was founded and um, a little bit about it. Well, uh, right behind us is St. Patrick's Church. And in 1984, Safe Haven was founded at St. Patrick's. It was formerly known as St. Patrick's Shelter. And then in 1990, it was an ecumenical venture to construct the building here on 3rd Avenue South, which is just right behind the church. Um, And in 2012, we expanded our facility. We used to serve five families and now we serve 10. So our building is beautiful and Mm -hmm. um, we have a lot of great, robust programs for families families experiencing homelessness. And so even though we've been in the community for 33 years now, the core of our mission remains the same. And that's really keeping those families together, giving them an opportunity to have solutions to the barriers that are facing them. Mm -hmm. I was really impressed when I came through the uh, lunch and learn you kind of have and just the whole process y'all have. I was like, that's pretty impressive to really get your message out and to get people kind of excited about what you're doing, you know. So how does um, Safe Haven differ from other homeless shelters? Safe Haven is the only shelter to housing program in Middle Tennessee that can accommodate families experiencing homelessness. And so what that means is that Safe Haven accepts couples with children, 
single parent families with children, as well as multi-generational families with children up to 18 years of age. And so we have a comprehensive program that really addresses those needs of not only the the parents as far as finding housing, but the children as well. You can just imagine how traumatic it is for a family once they come into safe haven. You know, they may have been sleeping in their car. They may have faced an eviction. There's a, a myriad of reasons why families come to safe haven. Um, but what we do is we structure our programs around best practices and trauma-informed care to ensure that we're really putting some of those pieces in place as far as support, not just for getting a family housed, but really looking long term. Mm -hmm. Um, So as I mentioned before, we serve 10 families at our shelter location, and we also have a great housing program. So at any given time, we'll be serving 40 to 45 families out in the community. So it's about 55 families concurrently that Safe Haven serves. And as far as our programs, we offer case management, workforce development, financial literacy, um, parenting classes. We also have nutrition, education, and wellness activities for our parents and children, which has been really great. It's called Shine. Love for our listeners to get involved as volunteers in that. Um, Children's program, but it goes beyond just enrichment for the children. We're ensuring that they are not falling behind academically. Um, So we're really, with all these different programs, as well as assistance in obtaining affordable housing, we're really making sure that um, our children and our parents have the opportunity to learn from this as far as just taking these transformative services in and be able to ensure that they will uh, maintain independence after mm-hmm. leaving safe haven. Right. So do y'all partner with other um, other nonprofit ministers out there? Like I actually have a, a friend of mine invited me to be a guest and it was CCF, Community Some Fellowship, and he's the new director. And so I didn't even know what I was going to. I was just going having dinner with him, but it was a it was a benefit thing. But he had told a story of this young couple, and it was six of them, and they got on stage and talked. And um, I guess he kind of helped guide them, you know, initially. But then I believe they've reached out to uh, Safe Haven, and you guys might be helping them with housing or something like that. Okay. Um, I don't know that Ryan Lasour's the uh, it was the guy's name. So, uh, but anyway, so do you partner with other homeless kind of? How does that work? Absolutely. Safe Haven is very collaborative in its approach to serving families experiencing homelessness in Nashville. We, um, our, our VP of program serves on many key boards with the Homelessness Commission, the Coalition, as well as the COC board. And we also have a stake in the coordinated entry system for families. So, um, you know, a lot of times families that are coming into Nashville or maybe even have been here for a while don't know that there are services that they can access. And so they're calling different agencies. And so by the time that they were getting to Safe Haven, they may have told their story nine times, you know, and been told to call someone else. And so in an effort to really combat that and get them services immediately, um, there's been the creation of the coordinated entry system for families. And so we actually have an employee here at Safe Haven that handles those calls and then also uh, conducts an assessment with that family to ensure that maybe Safe Haven is is the best organization or if there's another organization that has some availability that it's in real time and that families don't have to wait in order to receive those services. Um, I like that because it makes me think about the few times I've been to Vanderbilt Hospital or Children's Hospital. And you check in, they ask you something. And you go over here, they ask you the same thing. And you go over here, they ask you. And I'm sure there's some process to it of why they do it, but it's 
quite annoying. It's like, look at the notes. Why did they ask me and enter something? So, you know, with someone going through what they're going through, being homeless, I mean, that would just be more draining to have to tell your story over and over. So that's Right, and get that's directions cool. in the place that's the best fit right. right away without having to make all those calls yourself. So, on average, how long do families stay at Safe Haven? Safe Haven operates from a housing first approach where we really try to lessen that shelter stay. Um You know, if you think about the hierarchy of need, when you don't have your food, clothing and shelter in place, it's really hard to focus on anything else. And so um, we could have families with us as little as two weeks, some a little bit longer. What we're finding, I think the average for for last year was about 75 days for a family in our program um, before they went on to affordable housing. And there's a direct link with the availability for larger family units for affordable housing. So that kind of... I think skewed our number a little bit um, because that's really the the thing that we're really looking at is making sure that we can get them stabilized and housing first and then really wrap that supportive services model around them. Um, it's a lot easier for families to focus on employment um, the needs of their children, uh, a career, you know, not just employment, but a career plan, you know, all those pieces while they're in housing. And so that's really how Safe Haven has changed its model, I would say, in the last five to seven years. And we're finding that we're having greater long term success for families and independents through that model. So is there with 10, 10 being housed, is there still a big demand for other families that are wanting and needing to get in as well? Absolutely. And, you know, we're hearing the the jackhammer in the background right now. I know that it, all of our listeners understand that, you know, Nashville is booming right. and that the affordable housing is dwindling. And so, you know, our housing director is going out into the community and establishing partnerships with landlords and property owners that are willing to house our families at a lower rate. And so that's really been beneficial. But we do need more help in that. So you have 10 here, but then you are working the, with other yes. housing. So we have 10 in shelter. Any, yeah. Yeah. So any anywhere from 40 to 50 outside of the shelter at any given time. Okay. Yeah. And I imagine it's important, like, you know, me hearing you talk about the nonprofit in the in the meeting, the process you have, because if you don't have a well-run process and you're not doing all this stuff to get them back on their feet, well, they're just sitting here, you know going nowhere when there's still a need. So I can imagine how important that is to have those processes in place, you know? Yeah. Um, So yeah, with that, um, you might've answered it, but with all the growth of Nashville, how, how is, how much is that affecting the homeless population? Um, We're actually seeing more families that are experiencing homelessness for the first time, you know, there for a while, we uh, were seeing more families that were in generational poverty. And so it was a little bit more prevalent with that population. But now we're seeing a a mixture and having families come to our door that never thought they would be there, you know, Mm -hmm. whether that's, um, you know, their landlord selling off their property or, you know, a job loss. It it just really takes one thing uh, for a lot of our families to spiral out of control. And so that's really what Safe Haven's about is not just, you know, addressing that immediate need, but making sure that we're putting some resources and supports in place so that families are equipped um, to depart our programs and understand like, okay, if, if something happens, you know, I have the resources. I know how to, how to handle this situation 
moving forward. Um, unfortunately, though, with um, with growth means that you know our families are are having more trouble just with with the housing piece as well as just um, ensuring that they can afford um, housing. You know, it's it's one thing to put them in housing, but it's another thing for our families to be able to afford it on our own um, on their own. And so the way that we're doing that is by emphasizing workforce development. We have a really exciting social enterprise called Staff 360, and the overall goal is to work with employers in the community that will, um, you know, that maybe they've used a traditional staffing agency or they're trying to place, a, a, you know, a few clients uh, for employment um, at their company, but to utilize safe haven services through Staff 360 so that we can actually get our families back to work. Um, and in that time, there's um, an opportunity for a portion of their employment um, hourly rate to be put back into a savings and bonus incentive. Um, and that's working with the employer. And, the, and then also to work on education pieces if that's needed, wrap mm-hmm. that service around them, provide childcare, transportation to employment, which is, those are really big barriers for our families. Uh, and then also working on that long-term career plan. Right. You know, that's, that's a key. Um, yeah, I just think about Michael. He was a young father came to us with his wife and uh, two children and he didn't have his GED. And so uh, GD, our children's education specialist, worked with one of our partners, Alignment Nashville, to uh, make sure that Michael obtained his GED. And then we worked with our partner, Letter Logic, which is just across the street from us in Chestnut Hill. They placed Michael um, in a, a, um, one of their openings and they liked him so much. They brought him on full time. He received a very nice bonus, which actually made me think, are they hiring uh, over there? <laughs> uh, and then he came on full time. And um, when his benefits were pulled, which we're talking about child care vouchers and some of the, the food SNAP benefits that some of our families receive, um, he was able to to be stabilized. He was okay because he had, he was making a living wage at that point, you know? And so that just is, I think a great testament to mm-hmm. how our, how we collaborate with employers and community partners to ensure that, you know, okay, that's, that's really transformative for Michael and his family. And now he's stabilized and mm-hmm. he's enjoying working over there. And uh, so that's where we're trying to get into is the, the long-term success. Right. It just makes me think of, really making an impact because, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been a part of, you know, helping with some different ministries and you might go out and feed or do this or, you know, have a five minute talk, but you're really investing into the families, you know, finding the needs, making the connections. Mm -hmm. Do y'all have um, like counseling, you know, we yeah. do. We do. We offer counseling services for parents and children. Um, we have these great groups that get together on a weekly basis, and um, they are specific to the age ranges that we serve. And so one is called Spark. And I think there's a superhero in there somewhere in that acronym as well as mm-hmm. art, which is awesome and radical teens. Okay. And so these are groups um, of our children that get together and then they talk about different topics and just providing that emotional support. And we do have one on one counseling and also the way that our um, social workers and case managers really work with the family is from that therapeutic perspective. And if our families need additional assistance, then we uh, will partner and refer them out to one of our um, collaborative um, agencies. Mm -hmm. So what are some other cool programs you have going on? 
Um, we do a lot of great programming, especially in our area of our children's programming, and we collaborate with Alignment Nashville, working with that 18 to 24 year old popula- population um, to make sure that they get job skills, um, if they want to fill out scholarship applications, get into school. So we work with them. And then we're really excited about a new partnership. Girl Scouts um, of Middle Tennessee approached us. And Girl Scouts nationally has um, a program called um, Troop 6000. And it's to really give um, girls a place. If they're going from shelter to shelter, if they're from going from different homes, um, that the Girl Scout troop can be um, the thing that remains stable. Um, so we're the first one in Nashville at Safe Haven Family Shelter. We have the first Girl Scout troop. And uh, we're actually excited. They're going to participate in our hike for the homeless um, coming up on November 4th. So they're going to hike and they're going to do a bake sale to sort of fund their effort and uh, and volunteer with us. So, so are there kind of any hookups on Girl Scout cookies at all, maybe? I, I think we probably have an end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can hook you up. <laughs> you have uh, a favorite? <laughs> um, I like the Thin Mints. Thin Mints are yeah. my favorite, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And Tagalongs. Oh, yeah. I don't know about the, What are those? Peanut butter and chocolate. Ooh. Yeah. They get so, so many good. different ones, you know. Right. I got excited um, last night. Uh, my wife had bought me a package of Oreos, and I'm an Oreo addict, and she ordered them <laughs> the night before. And I really, like, I was sitting at a dinner table, and I look over in Hudson. I have a nine, nine seven, and two-year-old, uh, three boys, and I'm looking at Hudson, and he's dipping something in his milk. And I was like, oh, you got me Oreos, didn't you? And she's like. No, Walmart didn't have it on the order. I was like, oh. I, was like I can go to the convenience store. I'm like, I don't need them that bad. Like, that was nice but, but it was like I was working hard, you know, and I was like, well, it would be nice if I had some Oreos to dip in some milk. But the real question is, do you take them apart? Or I do. I do. And it's only Oreos originals. Nothing, none of that crazy stuff, you know. Yeah. It's a twist. Right. And it's uh, eat the icing and dip. And then and dip the cookie. Dip. And then to separate parts, you know, and you drink just enough milk in the process, you know, mm-hmm, to right. leave enough for it, but right. you don't want to drink too much. But sometimes the milk's really cold and you just want to down it all. Right. <laughs> You're passing that on to your sons, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, we have, we have battled for, since Bryce was a baby, trying to get in Oreos. And I had a perfect hiding spot in a, um, in a cookie, or I mean a cereal box. He couldn't find them. Perfect. It was great, and he and he he ended up finding them because I had left it out. So now he knows the secret. Um, so I, I guess one of the questions too is with the homelessness, how do they reach Safe Haven? Um, how do you, how do they get connected with you? Um, so the coordinated entry system that I mentioned earlier, we have a specific number. So it's 615-862-6444. And if families are interested in learning more about the requirements of Safe Haven and the programs we offer, they can uh, view all the information online at safehaven.org. Okay. Um, so what's some other, I know you have something pretty exciting coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, Hopefully the weather will be like this, right? At Percy Warner Park. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. What you got coming up? Well, we have a lot of opportunities for individuals that are listening to get involved through volunteerism, uh, in-kind donations and support. But we have two signature events. And one of those is our 13th annual hike for the homeless coming up on Saturday, November 4th. And Stacy, I'm going to tee it over to you to tell, yeah, to talk about it. It's my favorite thing to talk about. I don't mind at all. So again, 13th annual, it's our 13th year and it's at Edwin Warner Park. Um, Love the park. It's beautiful. Beautiful. And and at this time of season, like Mm -hmm. the leaves are gorgeous. 
It's two paved trails. So we've got stroller-friendly, pet-friendly, perfect for families. I mean, we order up a beautiful fall day. We all make, you know, make Mm -hmm. sure that that happens. Um, and we're lucky this year we have two presenting sponsors. So we have Burn Foreman, um, coming on as a sponsor and Curb Records. So we're really excited to have them as our presenting sponsors. Um, and I'm just excited about the hike. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what happens there. So you think hike and you're right. It's a beautiful fall hike, but we also have live music. So we have Ruthie Collins, who's a curb recording artist who will perform. Um, she has this really cool bluegrass, sort of modern bluegrass sound. And she's just awesome. She gets the crowd going. We have yoga. We have self-defense demonstration. We have a dog trick contest. So, I mean, there's usually like a one-to-one ratio of dog to person. Okay. So, um, we wanted to celebrate <laughs> our four-legged hikers as well. So, we're going to try that out. So, if you have um, dogs that look cute or can sit or catch or anything like that, you should bring them out and, and have fun with that. Um, we offer food, um, face painting, climbing wall, awesome. inflatables. Um, we have princesses coming from the Wishes Foundation. So they're coming and bringing some of their princesses for uh, pictures. So we're really excited about um, about that. And uh, it's one of those events that um, it's a celebration of the community. It's a celebration of our families, um, of our volunteers and our donors. And people just come out. There's no minimum donation. There's no entry fee. Um, so people just team up and we ask them to do a little fundraising. Mm-hmm. And um, it's really shot, um, kind of surprising. We always talk about how surprising it is. Sending out one email, posting on social media. It's amazing how people want to support um, things that you're passionate about. Right, And right. Safe Haven is definitely a Which worthy that, cause. I mean, that excites me because, you know, beautiful day at the park. Right. Walking, but all that stuff you said. I mean, that should get kids and families excited. Absolutely. So, it's a whole um, fun day. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'll be there. I, I signed up. I saw yesterday. that. I was excited. It comes through. I get a notification every yeah. time someone signs <laughs> up. So um, I'm so, real excited so about now that. It's you bring your family out. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we yeah. used to go there quite quite a bit. You know, walk around. Like I, I would like to live in that area. You know, because mm-hmm. it's kind of nice, anyways. Gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> but the park is really cool. Um, and so, what are some other? Um, ways that people can get involved do y'all do uh where y'all feed them and i remind me some of the other items to get involved yeah so we do have a list of all of our volunteer opportunities on our website at safehaven.org but one of the things that a lot of people like to do that i think gives them a great introduction to the organization is come and serve a meal we have volunteers 365 days a year that come and they're responsible for purchase and preparation of the meal which it can be anywhere from 25 to 50 depending on our census um Mm -hmm. and the great thing about the meal volunteerism is that you can sit down and and share supper you know it's just like at home you know the kids are coming coming home from school and parents from work and it's just a time to kind of gather together and also for our families to hear a word of encouragement from someone you know that's different from staff you know mm-hmm. and it's so I know that some parents are you know really wanting to show their kids you know ways to get involved with um, organizations at an early age and so um, the great thing about it is I, I remember one of our board members saying he asked his son, where do you want to go eat dinner tonight? And he said, I want to go to Safe Haven. And so because they come and they play with the kids and, you know, it's just it's a great time. Uh, we also have a lot of opportunities throughout the week with our children's program. Um, we have um, opportunities for people to come and volunteer. One of the great things that uh, we're doing around nutrition and wellness is uh, the SHINE program. And that stands for Safe Haven Inspiring Nutritional Eating, Exercise and Emotional Well-Being. And we 
we use a multi-generational approach with that. And so we have a, we have a tower garden here. And so it's been fun for the, yeah. Yeah. So the kids have been a part of that. Um, we have all kinds of activities. We have yoga, Zumba, um, yeah, just all kinds of different ways that people can plug in. And then if listeners are out there and you're well-versed in nutrition or wellness, please, you know, go to safehaven.org and, and sign up. We'd love to have you be a part of that great program. Um, that we also need in-kind donations. So if we have some savvy shoppers out there, I know there's one woman that comes to mind that hits Macy's at, at a certain time of year and stacks up on or stocks up on uh, sheets and towels and pillows. And we have a whole list online of ways that you can support families because that helps us to ensure that our funding is going directly to supporting a family and that families don't have to spend their income on those items. We really try to make sure that we set them up with bedding and with home um, items so that when they move on that they are equipped. Um, And we also have a lot of volunteer, uh, excuse me, we also have a lot of ways to get involved in the holidays. Uh, one of the ways that a lot of people like to support is through adopting a family, and that fills up fast. So if you are interested, please jump on the web or, or call us at 615-256-8195. Um, and then we have Blessings with Bows, which Stacy is the one that spearheads that. So if you want to talk a little bit about sure. Blessings with Bows. Sure. Blessings with Bows is a great way. Um, you have a Christmas card list or um, Hanukkah holiday list. Um, you can make a donation and we will do e-cards and let people know that we made a donation in your name. We can send out um, the snail mail paper cards, uh, put an ornament in that. And it's a great way to sort of um, tell people that you're supporting Safe Haven, make a gift in their honor and do something that makes an impact. Um, And another opportunity we have that's pretty new this year is to donate your holiday. So you can set up a fundraising page with Safe Haven and um, tell people instead of sending you a Christmas card or buying a gift, holiday gift that um, they can make a donation in your name. And so you can donate your holiday to Safe Haven. Do you do that with birthdays? We do it with birthdays. You can birthdays, wedding registries, anything like that. We can set up a page for you and and make sure. Yeah. It's a great way to give back. Y'all have a lot going on. That's awesome. I mean, people love the, uh, you know, the opportunities and that's what I like because I keep, and and it's, it's really about making the priority with kids um, because having a nine-year-old and just, you know, just dealing with life and being not really spoiled, but because we say no quite a bit, but at the same time, it's like, I've been to Haiti. I've been to different places where you see reality. And of course, as you get older, you know, you get more wise and you just want to knock it into them, you know, or I do anyways. So thankful for what they, yeah. And it's, yeah. People that are struggling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, here together to help. I, I was talking to Bryce the other night and it was after I had gone to that dinner and heard, you know, this guy, that the the wife was changing was getting the kids ready for school in her truck. I mean, they were homeless, wow. and you know. And I'm just like, you're over here throwing a fit about not being able to play across the street. You know what I mean? It's right. just so trivial. But you know, obviously, it's trying to you know get them in front of this to one help and volunteer because because you know you don't want to just be like, hey, see what this is. You know, not that that avenue, but just teach them that there's much more in life and a lot more needs. So I'm going to sign up for that. 
Um, also, I think you mentioned it and referenced it earlier, the Lunch and Learn that we yes. have every third Wednesday of the month from 12 to 1. Listeners can sign up online for that. And that's a great opportunity to learn more about our programs, get a tour of our beautiful facility, and really think about how you can plug in. So we have those, um, again, monthly, every third Wednesday of the month. So Cool. Anything else you can think of? Did I miss anything? Did you miss anything? I, I mean, I think we've we've covered it all. Oh, actually, I guess the other question was future. Like, I mean, you plan on growing or anything, or is it good um, right now? Well, we are growing, uh, not in terms of our building growing, but we right. have expanded our services into the community. So we're going to actually serve an additional 50 families in okay. the next two years. So right. things are, are really just moving up. We're moving up and out, you right. know, so right. it's, it's pretty amazing. And uh, yeah, I just encourage listeners, just take a, take a look at Safe Haven and come be a part of our family or our village that it takes to really uh, give these families an opportunity to have a place to call home. We need, we need your support. So. Yeah. I love the out, not up, you know, because mm-hmm. really it's like, you know, in churches, Remember a church, I've gone to Two Rivers for 16 years, and you had this massive building yeah. that has all this expense for a budget. And then you have all these needs. And it's like, man, what could you do if you didn't have that? Sure, you need a building, but you need it that big. You know, and so you can go out to the community and spread that, you know, resources out there. It's probably a lot more beneficial and efficient of the funds, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I thank look forward to the hike and uh um, I, and actually, I was actually, what was the times of the hike? Because you got that much right. going on. Is it? There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. So, um, on site registration starts at 9 a.m., the hike kicks off at 10. And usually, the fi- first hikers come down off the trail around 11. So, we serve lunch and start music. And we usually go until about 1 o'clock. Okay. Um, and it, you can go to safehaven.org to find that. But you can also go to um, hike for the homeless, uh, hikeforhomeless.org. Okay. So, that's hike numeral four homeless.org. And uh, sign up that way and learn all the information. I'm excited to see you out there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Thank you so much for letting us You're welcome. Thanks. And uh, thank you for bearing with the uh, fly. We had a fly that was (laughs) about to... Construction. We almost tumped the the, the rambler over trying to get it, but we must have got it. I guess I I got it. (laughs) I mean, no offense to people that don't like to kill flies, but I hate them. (laughs) Hope you enjoyed the interview with Rachel and Stacy. That was a lot of fun. Uh, you did not get to listen to about five minutes of us dealing with the fly and and some other um, noise. Obviously, Nashville is booming and you can hardly get away from all the noise if you're anywhere around Nashville because there's so much construction going on. But anyways, we had a fun time. That's kind of part of it. So uh, thanks again for tuning in and make sure to check out the website. Also, I have a link for a page that that I've started a team for the hike. It's kind of last minute, but hopefully we can get a lot of you out there to uh, to come have a good time with Safe Haven, listen to some music, have the kids playing the jumpies and, and good stuff like that. Uh, and remember for the month of November, any closing I have, or I do have closing, so I'll be donating some funds to Safe Haven for the month. And make sure to tune in next week as I am not sure at this point what the podcast will consist of, but it will have some music on it and it will have some real estate content and it will be fun. So thanks again and have a great rest of the day. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Music City Real Estate Show. 
If you enjoyed our program, please leave us an iTunes rating and review and subscribe for more music and valuable insights each week into Nashville's real estate landscape. Send your comments, questions, and ideas to podcast at buckwalterimpactgroup.com. And remember, don't give up until you find the property that's right for you. See you next time.